Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and to learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome to the Nerd. Time for the Nerd Group with Dr. Verne. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 8 of my music podcast, The Nerd Groove. I am Dr. Verne of Sci-Fried and Nerdy FM, and this podcast was created to be a compendium for a musical genre that has been previously undefined and often misunderstood. Nerd music. In previous episodes, we've done some connecting with nerd music's roots and played great tracks from the present era. We've heard from newcomers, veterans, and legends. This episode is a dedicated look at the best from the past year. 2014 has seen groundbreaking, crowd-pleasing, genre-defining, and bar-raising. It saw the largest nerd music event ever assembled, and inclusion of nerd artists in traditionally mainstream festivals. It has seen international touring like never before. It has seen nerds win legitimate music awards and a nerd on top of the billboard charts. It has seen unification among the artists and fans that demand recognition. Nerd music has grown up. It is no longer the seldom heard soundtrack of the truly geeky. Just as TV and movies have made more and more nerdy programming, new fans continue to discover and delight in nerd music. Certainly 2015 stands to be another banner year for the genre, but let's not overlook the good stuff we have here as we say goodbye to 2014. First of all, let's do a quick shout out to some of the best songs in 2014 and artists that have been included in previous episodes of The Nerd Groove. After all, this is a podcast, and I wouldn't want to repeat music when you can just download the previous episode. And you should absolutely do that. I will, however, give credit where it is due. Take the first track I have for you here on The Groove. It's from an artist that I've featured before. Schaefer the Dark Lord has been on a few times, as a matter of fact. Two of his tracks from 2014 already heard on the Nerd Groove were Roar and Do Sex, the latter from his remixed Passenger album. Now, on the B side, if you will, of the Roar single is the song that I bring to you now. It's definitely one of my favorites of the year. Here's Don't by Schaefer the Dark Lord. Good morning, 
Professor Schaefer. Dean Rogers. Good morning. I didn't expect to run into you here. Well, I wanted to personally welcome you on your first day at our academy. Thank you. You have a lovely campus. Thank you. I trust you found your parking spot without too much trouble. I did. You look like you could use some coffee. I always look like this. Oh. Well, this is the building where you'll be teaching your courses, or rather, your one course. In which lecture hall? In the one right behind you. Ah, great. Feel free to contact me if you need anything. Will do. Oh, and Professor Schaefer. Yes? Have a great semester. Okay.
Schaefer did some great stuff in 2014, both solo and in collabs. 2014 saw some awesome collaborations, really. Just a crazy number of great tracks. Here's a few of my personal choices for best collabs from 2014. Insane Ian and Chris Ballou with Internet Famous. MC117 theme from Desert Bus the Movie that had Mega Ran and Double Clicks. MC Frontalot Walk Jakaga with Perry Grip from Nerf Herder. RPG Unit with Mad Hatter, Handsome Jackass. Sky Blue Wiz Kid Mega Ran with Game Over. And of course, No Diggity from Professor Shy Guy with Mega Ran, Brittle Floss, K Murdoch, and Samus. All of these great tracks have been featured on previous episodes of The Nerd Group. So, in the interest of saving time here, be sure and download the previous episodes and give them a listen. Now, here's a pure gem of a collaboration for you. The Double Clicks have had one hell of a 2014. They have really tapped into huge audience appeal and have been rewarding their burgeoning fan base with simply amazing work. Artist of the year level work, really. Great touching songs that constantly remind you of why you love the Double Clicks so much. From their Dimetrodon album, here is their very incredible song about something we all know a little something about. The track is Tabletop, and Adam Warrock is a guest on the track. Here's the double clicks. We're gonna be on Tabletop this week, so we wrote a song to celebrate. Yeah, your friend Will, he's got a beard and a show, it's Tabletop. He makes it with our buddy Bo. We were minding our business when they called us one day, said we want you on the show, do you want to come play? Well, yes, of course, but we've got to brush up. We're behind on games and we don't want to look rough. How do we practice? Aubrey says, I know, we'll play every game they've ever played on the show. And we did, we played them and we played them again, and we're ready for anything, so bring it on, friend. Cause we know these board games from A to Z, and you can bring your best, but you won't beat the DC. wipe the floor with you and in munchkin we'll kick down a door with you what's next it's get bit by dave chalker you'll lose so many limbs that you'll fit in a locker you'll want a ticket to ride out of this room when we're racking up points in keith baker's gloom hey the elder sign's broken bro can you fix it it should say we crushed you at dixit and at small world you thought this would be fun our skills are so rad we could win in round one do you have alhambra did you bring zombie dice we don't need to cheat but we won't play nice cause we're playing tabletop games Who's ready for some tabletop games? When we're done playing Settlers of Catan You'll forget how to pronounce Carcassonne Castle Panic, that's co-op For us that's a cage We'd rather send you back to the Dragon Age It's a fiasco, you can cry or say anything It's the last night on Earth and we're in it to win a thing It's a pandemic, I'd wager your wits are weak If you think you're ready to step to we're playing tabletop games Who's ready for some tabletop games? 
couple clicks while you're doing this Taking a good friendship and ruining it Man, I thought I was cool with this Deck building, role playing, and I'm rolling some dice They made me bet on my money and made me pledge my life Because I showed up with Monopoly when Angela and Aubrey gave me an instruction book and a glossary And I guess I lost, see? That's what they're telling me So never mess with the double C's at the double T is trouble C Oh, honey That was only season one Once upon a time you thought you could win But now you're smashed up it's a game by Paul Peterson. Let's get you rested up and quirkle in you and check your resistance on games for season two. There are shadows over Camelot and Sero in the seas, and we are the ones with the fortune and glory. Takanoko time will eat your bamboo and in Formula D. A winner's not you, how about King of Tokyo? Do you like Japan? I think you'll find for you it's a forbidden island. Star Wars X-Wing, Star Trek, Catan, Lords of Vegas, and Waterdeep. Just bring it right on, cause in 12 days you'll be blabbing unspeakable words by my friends James and Mike, some of my favorite nerds. You wanna be our friend too? I don't think that you will. When you're getting betrayed at the house on the hill, we're playing tabletop games. Who's ready for some tabletop games? So we got to the studio, time to make TV. They have lights, they've got cameras, and my sister and me. And we played a game, so how did it go? I guess you'll have to watch the episode if you wanna know. We're playing tabletop games. Who's ready for some tabletop games? We're playing tabletop games. Who's ready for some tabletop? I said it before, the double clicks are in the discussion of Nerd Artist of the Year. Who else belongs in that discussion? Well, we're going to tap the brain of one of the biggest music nerds that I personally know, Mark with a C, to discuss that exact topic coming up in just a bit. Now just so you know, I'm not here to crown anyone. I just think the discussion deserves to be had. The logic behind this Best of the Year episode is not to rank anyone. It is simply recognition. The artists who have stood apart in an increasingly talented genre deserve notation. No politics, no BS, just kudos. Like the bag of kudos I have for the next artist here for you. And when it comes to making music, few artists do it with the speed and consistency of Adam Warrock. In 2014, Eugene released a handful of themed mixtapes, about three full length albums worth of songs for free on his website over the course of a year of course he had extra time left over so he toured constantly did a dozen collabs or so threw in a 24-hour rapathon where he made 18 songs in a single day for charity hmm looks like that artist of the year discussion just got bigger i have featured several tracks from adam on previous episodes including star lord which is a 2014 single of note released as a b-side with another great single dust i found a song that really spoke to me so here's adam warrock with haters gonna hate physician physician they gonna hate you just gotta take it you gotta take it they they not mad at us we think they hate us they don't hate us they hate good shit they used to 
want good shit, hope for good shit. Then good shit didn't happen to him, and now these motherfuckers hate good shit. Sure as the sun rises, sure as the sun sets, sure as the sky is blue, sure as the past forgets, sure as taxes, in laws, and eventual death. There's gonna be some shitty people on the internet. Trust me, I've dealt with it like all my life. Every comment and blog post, I'm like, come on though. See, for every like, there comes a price, and so maybe if you're with me, you can just clap your hands slow. You would have thought that 600 free tracks would be enough to get a break with the vicious feedback. But yo, I'm never one to turn down constructive criticism. But sometimes y'all don't even listen, in fact. Sometimes I think y'all just wanna hate. That's cool. Sometimes I think y'all are bad for debate. That's true. Sometimes y'all just don't know how to behave and maybe need to take a break from the West. It's you. Haters gonna hate, I'm your man. So if all the haters gonna hate, go ahead then. You see me walking, you see me not giving a fuck. That's why I wrote this little song for you then. Come on, man. For the dude who called me the N-word, I ain't black. Like if I was, then I'd be okay with that. I hear racist shit on YouTube like every day. Homophobes try to say that I'm gay. Maybe I am. Let's go deeper. Maybe you think I'm kind of a joke. You never really heard the words that I spoke. Like when I talk to these kids, I do my best to give them hope in such a cold world. I choose to use these dirty tools at my disposal. Well, maybe you don't like rap. I know, dude. Maybe you hate rappers. Fuck am I supposed to say to that? Yeah, rap. That's like hashtag true facts. And if you ask, well, then I'll give your fucking money back. Well, maybe you just hate my swag or hate my passion. Maybe you wish that you were as good at me at rapping. Maybe you wish you had the discipline to make so much stuff and make it dope. Keep trying, I bet it happens. Haters gonna hate, I know, man. So if all the haters gonna hate, go ahead then. You see me walking, you see me not giving a fuck. That's why I wrote this little song for you then. Come on, man. Yeah, you. They gon' hate. They got to. They don't have no choice. They gotta hate. Jesus was perfect. He only had 12 friends. One of them was a hater. Sat right at the table with him. Jesus was cool. He didn't even say nothing to him. I'd have been Jesus out of front of them all first chance I got. Just you gonna sit at my table, Judas? Put some water on the ground. Do you see me walking on water, Judas? I turn you into a frog. Great song, Adam Warrock, and a great year. Look forward to your 2015, sir. Well, we're certainly here to talk about the best things in 2014 nerd music. I'd be remiss not to recognize some outstanding contributions from the genre's new or up-and-coming artists that have been exceptional this year as well. Starf has been a standout this year. Including the songs I've played here on the Nerd Groove, Dick Puncher 2 and Selfies, the latter of which I consider a legit Song of the Year contender, Starf is also part of the awesome RPG unit, which exploded on the scene with a great debut. Well, and he kind of grew up in the scene. He is the living evolution of nerd music, and possibly Schaefer the Dark Lord's illegitimate son, but let's not get that rumor going. <laughs> Pan Galactic Cats is another debut artist this year has blown me away, which is why I've featured them on the show a couple of times. Same with Copy Red Leader, whose Crossing the Stream single is among my faves and was featured here on the Nerd Groove. But the next artist I have for you here had anything but a big release schedule or extensive touring. He had a song, one song, and he contacted Nerdy FM to find out how to submit it to be played. And it turns out that he had made a really good song. And it deserves to be mentioned here. So here is Like to Go Karting by Adam Sakellarides. Well, I... Just the right prescription What you need is a dose of a 
song right nerd music at its heart is artists making music about the things we love i hope to hear more from adam and i know i'll be hearing more from the next band i have for you here the returners have made a large impact in a very short time on nerd music with their release of immune to silence this year the group has quickly established themselves among the best a VGM band with an attention to detail, nostalgia, and most importantly, genuine talent. After seeing them at Nerdapalooza 2013, I knew they were special. I have included several selections in the background of this episode just because they have skills. But this track I include because many have attempted it before, but I don't believe anyone has ever done it better. Here's The Master Sword Awaits by The Returners.
that is just beautiful. In addition to the returners, uh, it's been a banner year for fans that love VGM. Alpha Riff and Rekadam both pulled off some incredibly ambitious releases that combine chiptune, VGM, rock, and hip-hop. Combining the musical styles that make up the entire nerd music genre has been a popular theme in 2014. Fusing the often very different styles and artists has become a specialty for this next artist. I've featured him here before and likely will again. He crosses the streams like no other. And twice this year, he has released dream collaborations with nearly everyone. Professor Shy Guy has earned the right to be called Professor. His rhythm and bloops and History 1-1 releases reimagines many covers of classic popular songs using a combination of hip-hop, chiptunes, rock, and pop to show us a world where everyone can be a little nerdy and we can all get along. Pretty powerful message there. And a big reason why I bring you another great track from Professor Shy Guy here. Teaming with descendants of Erdrich's Amanda LaPree, here's the awesomely nerdy cover of Tori Amos' classic Cornflake Girl.
job again professor and a hell of a year look forward to seeing what you've got on store for us coming up well rocking 2014 has definitely been well rocking <laughs> the mega's red album kirby crackle singles claire and the potatoes release a fantastic debut album and breakup thundering asteroids is becoming the standard bearer for nerd punk the proto men doing some great covers and a little group called Cyfried have all had some great work this year among the best of the year, to be sure, are many songs from previous episodes. The Mega's Melody from the Past is certainly a Song of the Year nominee. Kirby Crackle's Dancing Baby Groot, the Proto Men's cover of The Trooper, The Real Enemy by Claire and the Potatoes, Nuke This Sight from Orbit by Thundering Asteroids, and dare I say Hulk Smash by Cyfried would all fall into that category for me. And they've all been heard here on the Nerd Groove, as well as No Strings by I Fight Dragons, who had an excellent album release this year also. Now you see why I'm not doing a list or a ranking? When working on this episode, I found myself gravitating toward this one album release from this year. Featured twice before on the Nerd Groove have been songs from a single release by Nuclear Bubble Rap. The Psycho Delicacy album kind of snuck up on me. It's quirky and deep funny with something to say. Upon further review, I found that to my surprise, this is one of the best albums of 2014. So here's to Jace and a great album. And here's Lizards in the Sky by Nuclear Bubble Wrap.
And that really is a great album. And score one for a Fump artist. Okay, well, technically the artists of the Funny Music Project have had a spectacular 2014. Albums from Devo Spice, Insane Ian, and The Great Lukeski are usually funny, but these guys seem to be into one-upping each other. It is that friendly, competitive edge that is pushing these brothers-in-arms to produce some great music, and this year was a summit. I've enjoyed listening to the evolution of your art form. I already mentioned Ian's Internet Famous as a favorite single for me this year, and here I'm going to add Fake Adult by the great Lukeski to the best single group. Both have been featured on the Nerd Groove, but it was with utter horror that I realized I've done a terrible injustice. Devo Spice had never been featured on my show. I owe you some makeup love, Tom. And I'm going to start with his brand new album that is just awesome. It's called Herp Derp You Don't Stirp, and it's on his band camp right now. You should get it. It's funny and clever and a damn good time. Don't believe me? I brought evidence. Here's In the 80s by Devo Spice. What's with kids today with the hair and the faces and the dubstep? What is that? Is that even music? I never thought I'd see the day when I would say the things today are crappy and the things are best when I was your age. Yeah, here we are. Movies suck. TV suck. I hate them all. And please don't get me started on the crap that's on the radio. There was no auto-tune. Rappers had skill. No tricks in 86. It's time to build. Mr. Magic Rap Attack with packing all my favorite songs. Now the dial is nothing but Delilah all night long. LL Cool J was hard as hell. And Ice Cube had a bad attitude as well. Now he's making family comedies to feature parts and he's 
rappers who can rap a crap and all over the charts. You used to see me watching MTV, cause back then they showed things I actually wanted to see. You know, like music videos and shows like Yo MTV Raps, instead of all this reality crap. It makes me wanna cry, is it any wonder why that I would wanna go back in time like Marty McFly and dial 8675309 to call up Jenny and I'll make a mind. In the 80s, we'll talk about days gone by. What happened to good reality TV like Unsolved Mysteries? Why would anyone want to watch a bunch of people they hate make lots of money? This may be crazy, but I always thought my car would be kit. Or possibly the general leave with Daisy in the back of it. But that just wasn't meant to be, so now I guess you'll see the stick figure decals on my SUV. Now that I got kids, you know what really makes me sore? There's nothing good on Saturday morning anymore. No super friends, Scooby-Doo, Smurfs, or Bugs Bunny, CBS in the morning. That's supposed to be funny. But back then, as Ash said, everything was groovy. Back when there were only three Star Wars movies. Back before attacks upon the Holy Trilogy, when a computer vomited all over everything we see. I liked Freddy Krueger, man, he gave me the creeps. I had computers with a green screen and only one beep. I see a kid on a bike and like everyone hollers all together now. I want my two dollars! Time goes on and now those things are all gone. Now I'm yelling, telling kids to get the hell off my lawn. And yet despite all this time, one thing I still can't do is solve the damn Rubik's Cube. could figure this thing out. How am I going to get this green square over to the... Wait, where did this purple square come from? No Facebook or likes. No, we went outside with no helmets on our bikes when we took them for a ride. No pictures of girls that are ostrich-styled. Yes, our girls were wild, but they actually smiled. No iTunes. No, we went to the store and used to bore through the huge pile of vinyl on the floor. No MP3, OMG, or LOL. I'm not kidding. No, we didn't have the internet at all. I... Oh, wait a minute. No internet. No internet? How the hell did we survive? Now that you mention it, I kinda like it here With 3,000 TV channels and the picture is clear Plus Netflix and Hulu, movies on demand More bad sci-fi than any man could stand Now all my friends are at the end of my mouse I talk to hundreds at a time and never have to leave my house I got a business that I run in my underwear from here On this cushion and my couch is molded right to my rear I used to be afraid the Russian blow us off the map Now I shoot birds and pigs with an app while I crap I got real-time feeds for celebrity scandals And all the free porn my bandwidth can handle Yeah, music sucks today, but oh man We have Tiffany, Debbie Gibson, and Wham Plus the new kids on the block, Poison War, uh-huh even Millie Vanilli, really need I go on? Video games in my time were just fine But I like how now a gun is drawing more than just a line And I can play it with my kids, two boys and a girl You know I wouldn't give that up for the world back when SNL was good in the 80s Pretending I was with the boys in the hood in the 80s In the 80s I wore clothes with a neon motif in the 80s And I'm still asking where's the beef in the 80s In the 80s Okay, now where was I? Oh right, cats that look like Hitler.com Definitely didn't have this in the great song and congrats on a great album Devo I promise you'll hear your stuff more on the nerd groove 
So, I guess by now, you've figured out my plan to make you listen to previous episodes of this podcast. There's just been so many quality songs this year, this best of 2014 episode couldn't possibly have delivered them all. And they're songs that don't stop coming. Joining Devo Spice in recent album drops is Whitey Cracker, whose Feel Like Leisure Suit Larry is a sure favorite of mine and was featured on the last episode. I Fight Dragons just dropped their new album, The Near Future, which just last week shot to number five best-selling vinyl. The song I featured no strings on a previous episode is definitely a favorite for this year. I talked a little about Professor Shy Guy, whose second album release of the year, History 1-1, is a recent drop as well. And you can bet you'll be hearing more from all of them on this podcast. But I bring to you today another hot drop from a guy who has had an outstanding year even before hitting us with a brand new album. It's called Com.Mission, and it is from none other than Random, a.k.a. Mega Ram. The Force Push, which I previously featured, was already in my best single discussion. But having listened to the new album, there are decisions to be made. The track I'm bringing you features Mega Ran, the singer. It's a funky groove that'll make your body move from a guy that would also certainly be in that mythological artist of the year discussion. Well, listen up. It's Mega Ran with Rock With Me. Just let it happen. Trust me, check out com.mission. My hat's off to you, Raheem, and congratulations on the Game Music Award nomination. Make sure you check out Random's website for his exciting documentary film news as well. As I said, in the discussion. 
Now, since I don't like to tease, I know some of you heard in that last section that I casually included a remark about I Fight Dragons dropping their new album and how much I love the track I featured a couple of months ago. You same folks that caught that were probably like, we don't get to hear another one? Well, indeed you do. 2014 has been a year of triumph for I Fight Dragons. After they took a quick trip through the world of post-Napster record label, they are back and better than ever. The near future is here now, and it's full of great tracks clearly influenced by the real emotions of its members. The track I have for you now really spoke to me, about a love for home and the feelings you get from being there. Now, even though we have different homes, feeling is all the same. I hope you enjoy Chicago by I Fight Dragons. Chicago knows how small we are, how bright she shines in the dark. Oh, and though I go, she's in my heart. Chicago holds me when I fall Train, are you hit by the way that the city lights around you? Late at night when you ride, do you look outside? Do you see it bright like I do? All the people, the places, the city faces, they all take me in. All around, all the lost, all the found, all the everything in every instant.
It's a great song and a great band. Make sure you check out the new album. Now, there have been a number of great hits this year in Nerdcore as well, and from a lot of new faces. MC-117's theme from Desert Bus the Movie with Mega Ran and the Double Clicks is amazing. MC Oh My, talking up his love for his internet connection. Doug Funny's Reading Rainbow, 2D6's Jokes Bro, Jokes, and Safe Point by My Parents' Favorite Music have all been on previous episodes and deserve another mention here. But I have to give some love to an artist that had an exceptional year in 2014. Alpha Riff has been featured a couple of times on the Nerd Groove, but I haven't given you his full impact just yet. This past year, he collaborated like a champ with half of the nerd world, and he produced some real next-level stuff, not only in hip-hop, but in VGM as well with his outstanding Final Fantasy VI tribute. He is a ridiculously talented rising star in the nerd music scene. Here's a track from his album of the year worthy, Digital Champions Migdal Babel, that is just dripping with collaborations. The track I have for you here is absolutely among my favorites of the year. Here's The Man of a Hundred Guns, featuring Ishida. Yeah, load it up. Ooh, Alpha, hey, give me look a clip. at the schematic. Hand me that. Are you ready? Man, it's nice. He's got all the yeah, latest symbols. programs. Yeah, I like this one. It's nice. Piece of action on this. All right. He got guns, both weapons, missiles to bless him. Hammer full of lot, fill up the cash, don't wanna test him. Alpha, he'll see a symbol be in this game. I'm really better than Blaine, let's best remember the name. He got guns, both weapons, missiles to bless him. Hammer full of lot, fill up the cash, don't wanna test him. Strength, speed, armor, best. Hot on your daughter's crazy like Ali Lauder, heroes, how for the slaughter. Oh. So class done caught one up in his ass and now he's stressed. Uh-huh. So since Annie up the Annie, think y'all need some bigger weapons. We Use this AK-47 with a hundred round drums. Uh-huh. Still fired at 30 men, but they only found one. Uh-huh. See this knife, it cuts the rocks in this crossbow shot. Cute as I got this RPG like Robo Rob's unit. So if they Froggy jumping stupid, you can hit them from across the way Just shotgun pops grenades, guaranteed to knock blocks off the day okay. Let them rockets spray out the barrel of this caliber Five fucking zero takes heads off just like Excalibur Leaking like a calendar from this radioactive needle gun Just magnum, I like to wag them and then blap them Just to see them running to mentally retire and eventually expire So if you need some big ass guns There's some assembly required That's really not what you call admire And I forgot where my med pack was But if you need some fucking guns You know who you need to get at Cause guns, both weapons Missiles to blessings Hammer full of lot Fill up the cash, don't wanna test him Alpha, he'll see a simple B in this game I'm really better than Blaine The best remember the name He got guns, guns, weapons Missiles to blessings Ammo for the lot Fill up the cash, don't wanna test him Strength, speed, and armor best Hot on your daughter's grace 
like Ali Lada Heroes, how for the slaughter One of them games, number one in the trade Need a 4-5, then my man got it made Shelf upon shelf since class had his day Under quarantine, Billy leads the way Looking through decks, he's a gun-toting chef Finding them prices with some of that heft Blowing through bullets, taking out all them losers Cold demons with schemes, we lay into rest Coffins on coffins, stretch out to the distance Artillery, thrillies, we the resistance Persist through the senses, so we must insist That this mission is our only mission, just business Just business? Damn right, can I get a witness? Oh wait, laid them out last night These vermin are only listless, so Leave them dead and breathless without a fight He's got the circuitry that I've been looking for Tech up the infantry so I can slice them a little more MC comes through to grab what she needs in and out the store Download schematics so I have an access to these more Ready for the fill up just like a bandit Like an ill alchemist if you can't stand it Iron to gold just like we planned it Upgrade the bike cannon so candid Armor blading on the side of the ride Hit that road out IP to firewall safe Goodbye. He got guns, bow weapons, missiles to bless him. Hammer full of lot, fill up the cash, I'm gonna test him. Alpha, he'll see a symbol B in this game. I'm really better than Lane, I best remember the name. He got guns, bow weapons, missiles to bless him. Hammer full of lot, fill up the cash, I'm gonna test him. Strength, speed, and armor best. Hide all your daughters, please. Thank you, Alpha Rift, for a great year. Well, the Proto Men joined the Warp Tour this year and released a celebratory EP of covers you could only get at the tour called The Cover Up. It's pretty damn cool, and I love The Trooper a lot. The track I have for you here is the other single on the EP that really grabbed me. It takes me back to the 80s, you know, when nerds weren't cool. Reminds me of Top Gun, which immediately reminds me of the awesome Top Gun game for the NES, and then my mind just floods with images from the good old days. With a cover of the Kenny Loggins classic, here's Danger Zone by the Proto Men.
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Nice job, guys. It has certainly been a good year for Nerd Rock. Kirby Crackle deserves recognition for the great single work this year. The Mega's Red Album is another of the top-notch releases this year. And I believe that my band, Cyfried, delivered an album to be discussed when talking about 2014. Season 5 is an evolution for us. More than just, hey, we're nerds that like this stuff. Like many of the best of 2014, we find ourselves with something to say about our nerdy passions. That's another reason why there's no rankings. The songwriters and producers in this genre push each other to aspire to greatness. An amazing song, album, or video is really a win for the genre because a day, week, or month from now, someone is going to knock your socks off. That's the state of the genre as we close the book on 2014. Ever rising ever-improving, fan-friendly, and humble and appreciative artists, and a genre that gains more exposure and garners new fans daily. Let's have a little talk with Mark with a C about 2014. Hey Mark, welcome back to the Nerd Groove. Hey Vern, thanks for having me back. Well, you know, as I, uh, as I baited you to this conversation, I wanted to talk about uh, the best we've seen in 2014, whether that's an artist and what they're doing, a song, an album, uh, and we, through the course of this podcast, I've kind of been talking a little bit about the, you know, mythological non-existent artist of the year, if there were such a thing in nerd music, who would be in that discussion? So I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. I would hesitate to call anybody the best because I think that it sort of flies in the face of nerd music. I think nerd music is really a bunch of underdogs doing the best that they can 
and at the end of the day you end up with really cool material uh, when it's successful and when it's not it's merely an underdog expressing themselves um, I don't even know where to begin though with the the underdogs that maybe shone a little brightly and then there were some uh, in my notes that I went oh geez you can't even call them an underdog anymore that's it they've just they they've they may have started as an underdog with an unlikely backstory but they are no longer that and i think the first person i have to bring up is random aka mega ran whatever he's going by this week i'll tell you it's impossible to go through my itunes and just look at his tracks because he's got them all labeled different ways when he sends us material <laughs> uh, i find albums i forget he made but uh, that gentleman right there with one of the most successful nerd music kickstarters around and uh, his new record that's just about to come out Megaran Com Mission the way I've got it in front of me is Mega Space Ran Space Com colon Mission but that might be Megaran.com Mission I don't know what he's going for on it but either way what's crazy about it is once you get past the intro featuring Storyville you're just bam nine singles in a row not like all right here's some filler it's just single 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 he could release these the way adam warrock does like all right i got a new song and he would get just as much support and he'd raise the bar every single week but instead of having them all in one place it's hard to argue that it's not one of the coolest condensed distillations of nerd music all in one place but he's been uh, just consistent since the moment he hit the scene long before i was e even a glimmer in nerd music's eye uh, <laughs> no absolutely uh, in fact uh, we just we just played um rock with me uh which is the track he sings on the uh, on the album calm dot mission i think that's the official name um we just uh, just played that track what a it's really an amazing album it is top to bottom and late in the year kind of like he he came in and said okay i've seen what everybody else did now check this out yeah uh it is hard to argue and, and you mentioned his kickstarter and uh the documentary film project he's working on and he was uh nominated for a game award uh and uh, that's a high honor uh it's really really hard to make the argument but i'm gonna i'm gonna make one uh how about the double clicks uh you're talking you set this up by saying um you know, people that are underdogs and, 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 and shining their way through. 2014's been a pretty hell of a year for the Double Clicks. Uh, the Double Clicks are really close to my heart because before uh, I worked with Nerdy FM, they, I, I'd heard their music on a podcast that had actually featured me called Five Song Set. Um, that's where they usually pick um a one topic and find five songs by independent artists to uh, emphasize the topic. And I was on an episode with the Double Clicks. This was a couple of years back. And I searched high and low for information on them. Couldn't find anything about them. I don't even remember what the track was. I want to say it was something like Clever Girl. It was just, you know, a pretty obvious and short track. And I went, oh, I love these sisters. Harmony, they're wonderful. Where do I find out more? And now... You would have to have your eardrums plugged with popsicles painfully, and you would have to have your eyes gouged out and your fingers removed so that you couldn't use Braille to 
avoid the double clicks. If you're into nerd music, they're everywhere, and they're always there with a positive message. They're always nice to their fans. Their songs are always catchy. They're simple, but simple is not should not scare anybody off because they're working with really complex themes most of the time. Now, sometimes there's real simple stuff like I I love you so much, please get me a burrito. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> now I know it's love you like a burrito, but w- you you know it's uh, you're you're so wonderful. You'd be even better if you had a burrito with you. <laughs> yeah. Now that's a simple theme, but they turn a complex nerd property like Godzilla into the most simply distilled track that they possibly can. It is everybody has tried a Godzilla song at some point, and. I can't name any besides the Blue Oyster Cult track because oh. there's so few successful ones. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> That's different. You can't just... No, you didn't sample three bars from Godzilla. <laughs> you took the whole song and added a rap verse. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Nerd musicians try to write Godzilla songs and no one remembers them. You're right. No, you're absolutely right. And and I think some of that simplicity, uh, you talk, don't get scared by the simplicity. How about it's it's simplicity that masks some sometimes very much complexity. Uh, very simple theme in their song for a much much larger issue than nothing to prove from last year. Uh, and the song. Well, before I get ahead of that, uh, the collaborative work that the double clicks have done this year uh the track they did with mc7 mc117 with mega uh, yeah the desert bus track a yeah gr- what a great track uh and we just uh, earlier on the podcast here we just played uh tabletop from uh their their i'm gonna mess that up again no that's dimetrodon uh, you have a to the record uh dimetrod i can't say it right i don't know what the problem is dimetrodon dimetrod I, I say it a hundred times and then when i record i say it wrong so, uh, but the, yeah, the, uh, the tabletop track with Adam Warrock from that album is a nice collaboration and uh, very understated. But uh, if you're a person that loves playing tabletop games, I think they reference every single one ever made in the song. Uh, it's, they just have a very simple way of doing their thing, and they've really tapped into a big audience appeal. And they seem to be rewarding this growing fan base of theirs with even more wonderful things. So, I. I <laughs> They're, they're intensely likable, first of all. They're just the the tone of voice, the instrumentation is very welcoming, but recently, um, very recently, uh, in relation to the date that we're recording this, but maybe not as recently as people will have heard this, they tweeted that someone had described them as sort of a more intelligent and political magnetic fields, and then it clicked for me. I'm going, that's why I love the Double Clicks so much. This just reminds me of the <laughs> magnetic fields records, where often the dominant instruments tend to be cello, acoustic guitar, sometimes ukulele, um, very simple, uh, very simple sounding instruments, kind of simple tones yeah you not a big 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 sound but also the vocals are almost plain spoken to the point of it almost sounds sarcastic and dour but it's not that's uh. just the mood of the writer that's just their disposition and i went this that's wonderful oh my gosh 
nerd music has its own magnetic fields. So after they tweeted that, they made it even they made it even easier to describe them. Where prior, when folks were going, oh, what are the double clicks like? I just go, just stop everything. Why haven't you listened to them yet? <laughs> yeah. On a personal note, they really are uh, possibly my favorite nerd music group at at, uh, at the present. I, I I can't argue with that at all. Um, uh, but again, I'm going to try. Uh, a guy who has maybe caught a lot of flack for releasing so much music this year. Look, has... I'm sorry about that. Okay, I've been trying <laughs> to curb it. <laughs> Not you this time. Uh, you know, uh, Adam Warrock. Has, th- let's just let's just recap his 2014 real fast, okay? He did a handful of theme mixtapes with what five six songs a piece on those. He did about three full length albums worth of songs for free downloads on his website over the course of the year, and he had some extra time left over, so he was on tour constantly. Did about a dozen collaborations, threw in a 24 hour rapathon where he made 18 songs in a single day for charity. I can't I can't find a lot of fault with the year that that man's had. He's done a lot of work and I am not totally convinced that he hasn't already recorded his album about Star Wars episode 7. Like <laughs> I'm sure he's already had the plot leak to him and he's just like sitting there hovering over his Bandcamp dashboard ready to hit uh make you know make it go live. He's just waiting. Uh, I don't know how Adam Warrock is doing what he's doing, and I'm convinced that Adam Warrock is not actually a real person. He's more an amalgamation of high-tech electrons that were put together by the comic and gaming and entertainment industry as their spokesperson to make their properties even cooler. Like, guess what, man? Commercials don't work. But what if we made three-minute-long jingles? But nobody likes jingles just on their own. We have to give them a face. I don't think Warrock is a real man. <laughs> it's very possible. It's oh. not humanly possible. By the way, his first Episode 7 song has already come out. Oh, uh, come on, man. That's it. I'm out of here. <laughs> he wrote a song about John Boyega uh, <laughs> that plays the, the storm. Uh, he's in the trailer. Uh, the, the stormtrooper without the helmet on. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm just imagining the next track being like, uh, "Warrock's here, gonna take you to heaven." This is a song about the font for Episode Seven. Like, just anything <laughs> he gets, man. Any morsel of information, there's going to be like a concept album and a puppet show going with it. Yeah, I mean, he really works it. Uh, he's he's got a huge fan base. He's done a lot of. I mean, I mentioned the touring, but I mean, he's actually played some very good shows this year. Uh, he's a hardworking guy, uh, no doubt about it. It's uh, it's pretty clear that he lives his life uh, as Adam Warrock the rapper. And uh, props to the man. He does a lot of great work. He makes a lot of us look bad. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I have I have a hard time leaving him out of any fabled discussions. Uh, he just had a great year. Um, I, I mentioned Starf. I know that's got to be one of your faves. And it's not just because he did the prequel to one of my own songs, Dick Puncher 3. I've actually been championing Starf for years to anyone that would listen. My first exposure to Starf was, uh, let's see, how do I tell this in a public setting? 
Um, I was performing at a nerd show in a town that I had never visited, and I was not having a good time. And I found out at the very last moment that they needed my equipment to do this after show at uh, this little comic book store. But the problem was I did not have equipment for this. I had a guitar amp and a microphone, and that's it. But somehow I was traveling with more than anyone else. So we sort of rigged up this makeshift, like the saddest PA you've ever seen out of laptop speakers. And get this. So the first person on was Dr. Awkward. And of course, even with this little meager setup, he lays waste, lays waste to this comic book store. Up next, Kabuto the Python, right? Kabuto the Python makes a rare appearance and lays waste. And then here comes Starf. This is one of Starf's first performances. I don't know. It may have actually been his first, but don't quote me on that. And Starf, he was green. This was before he even had dropped the Human Barcode album that never even came out on Scrub Club Records. That's how green he was. But I saw the fire and the love and the dedication in what he, in just how he carried himself on stage, in his flow, I could see that what he was doing didn't necessarily come natural to him, but the will and the want to get better and to own it did. And I went, that's it, he's someone to watch. I've been saying it for years, and his most recent record, Have Some Fun, it proves everything I've been saying. Uh, I would, I, if we were giving out imaginary awards, I would put him in the running for best up-and-comer and, and uh, most likely to lay waste to all of his idols. Yeah, um, I, I agree with that 100%. I would also, uh, while, we're, while we're giving out imaginary awards, uh, I, would, I would consider his uh, Have Some Fun album uh, in, the, in, the, in the talk for some of the, one of the best albums this year. Um, just... Top to bottom, it's hilarious. Uh, it's engaging. It's catchy. Uh, I, I can't stop listening to selfies, uh, and I really want to at this point. I think I may need help. Uh, <laughs> well, don't worry. We're uh, I'm going to help with that. We're going to be taking selfies out of heavy rotation on Nerdy FM, and it was a matter of it took me the last three months to come up with a not one song that I liked as much as selfies, just to narrow it down to only one song <laughs> I liked as much as selfies and uh, spoiler alert I think it's going to be Mode of Transport oh, Mode of Transport one. is a real earworm on that record alright yeah I agree with that Yeah, and so I mean he deserves definitely props I agree with the up and coming uh, aspect uh, I actually think I referred to him as the, ev the living evolution of nerd music uh, <laughs> yeah you look at him if you're a seasoned performer and you go he is the one who will one day destroy me yeah He's the, he's the guy to watch. He's, he's one of those guys. I also uh, uh, profited that he might be the illegitimate son of Schaefer the Dark Lord, but we don't want to get that going. Well, actually, <laughs> it's funny you mention that because uh, it's true. I've done some DNA work. No, seriously, though. Um, I was performing a show with both Schaefer the Dark Lord and Starf in Michigan early in 2014, and... Uh, Starf was up first, and apparently more than one person went to Schaefer and said, so is that like your little brother or something? <laughs> but a lot of the folks in that audience didn't really know Schaefer or Starf from Adam, and they just immediately got it. There was no... They hadn't seen Starf as the rabid nerd music fan who eventually got really great at making nerd music himself. They just saw him part and parcel as the performer he is, 
and he had that crowd in the palm of his hand and he ate them and swallowed them whole and digested them, passed them through his, his lower intestine. <laughs> that, but no, it's funny that you make that joke because that was a real thing that people were curious about. That is funny. Uh, now, you, we talked about his album. Um, real quick, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you... Uh, I'm going to switch into album mode for a second. Um, right. One of them that really snuck up on me this year, meaning the first time I heard it, I listened to the whole thing and I enjoyed it, but I, I wasn't sure how I felt about it. As the year has progressed, I have to come to say, Nuclear Bubble Rap's Psycho Delicacy is a wonderful album. It's a really cool record to listen to, whether or not you're high, um, but I believe that the record, if uh, Jace, uh, who is, I, I believe, sort of the spokesperson for Nuclear Bubble Rap, I believe if Jace could have released that record truly the way he wanted to, it wouldn't have been in some 5.1 mix. I think it would have been in a an immersive edition that you can walk into uh, and be handed a list of uh, suggested hallucinogens. It's it's odd. It's coming from the perspective of a nerd, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, but Jace has moved on into just full-on psychedelia territory. It's possibly the only full-on psychedelic nerd music group around. <laughs> um, but I I've always really dug... Uh, nuclear Bubble Rap, I've been a fan of since I heard an early track of theirs called Fan Fiction, which uh, was just, uh, it was simple. Fan Fiction scares the living shit out of me. And uh, it went on to list numerous reasons why it should scare the shit out of anyone. And I went, great, they're the group to watch. And uh, they've evolved in a way that I didn't predict. And I think that they're going to come out the other end better for following their own muse. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm very impressed. I uh, I just keep coming back to it, and, and then I find a different track I like. And uh, on on this podcast, uh, I shared uh, I think your favorite track, "Lizards in the Sky." Uh, I dig that one. Um, I really like "Nightmare" as well. Yep. And uh, there, interestingly, though, when we first got the record for Nerdy FM, it, when it was uh, sent our way for airplay. I listened to it and I quite enjoyed it, but I actually had to contact Jace personally to say, so uh, what's your focus track on this? Because I don't hear a single. I heard individual tracks that I liked, but I had no idea how to you know, let people gently be pushed <laughs> into the world because it's, it's a really immersive album. I think it's, yeah. a, it's sort of like an album you could live in. If you lost your mind... You know, let's say you had a really traumatic event happen during the listening of the album Psychodelicacy. You would not regress into a PTSD state. You would just find yourself locked in the record. I'm picturing some Tim Burton world that where where everything is psychedelic and sunshine. Hopefully less Johnny Depp. Less Johnny Depp. It's a deep album. It's not a Depp album. Uh... <laughs> But now, uh, while while we're on albums for a second, I would be remiss not to mention what I feel is one of the best albums released this year, and that would be the Claire and the Potatoes uh, uh, album that uh, is now. See what you do. Well, you know, I know you're involved with Claire. You you're you're not you're a potato, I think. But, yeah, uh, I can't uh, <laughs> I can't comment on the quality of the Claire and the Potatoes record being on it and what uh what place it holds in nerd music for 2014 i Absol simply can't 
I totally get that. I've had a hard time uh, even you know, with these discussions, but I, I just want, while I got you here, I do have to tell you, uh, it's 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 a crying shame that the group broke up. Uh, a sad day because the album is truly standalone, one of the better albums out there this year, and and some fantastic work going. So I don't want you to think that all of this is for naught, uh, because I, I think it's standalone. You know, there's. There's, there's the musical landscape as a music geek. You can understand this, is littered with with a band that put out one album that was awesome. You turned me on recently to Size 14. Yeah. Uh, but the good news about there only being one Size 14 record, and I hope that this applies to us, is that there's one Size 14 album, and it's absolutely stellar, and it means that they're worthy of inclusion in any discussion because there's not ten crappy size 14 albums that came afterwards so i'm uh while i'm sad that the band had to wrap up i'm happy that we were mostly pretty good during our lifetime we never had a chance to suck and i really appreciate your kudos yeah no problem man and uh you got you have any uh any guys we haven't talked about any artists out there the albums? oh i got songs? plenty but since we're doing this thing i'm gonna turn it around and mention to you that i think that season five by Cyfried, which I, I wish this were a video podcast so I could show people my pad of paper full of notes, but rest assured, I'm holding one. Cyfried's uh, <laughs> Season 5 is, I think, worthy of talk of one of the coolest nerd rock records of 2014. And uh, I think to the average person, it may not seem like uh, worthy of inclusion because it looks to the outward average fan the spectator as if you dropped season five and then ksv is gone and there's no nothing else going on but i know for a fact you guys did way more this year than just season five but what's so good about season five is that it also stands alone and doesn't need any work it's almost like you accidentally stumble on it and go oh cool they made a new record and it's really good what why aren't they doing any okay uh. it's like the album like teases you and like slaps you in the, the lips with um, a candy bar you can't have but you the album is the candy bar it's it's a really weird situation but it's enjoyable as long as you don't think about the fact that there wasn't a tour or a slew of live shows going right uh, going along with it which I <laughs> have to say I also relate to with the clear in the potato situation yeah it's it's a similar deal uh, I, and I appreciate you, you mentioning it I, I brought it up in the podcast uh just to throw it out there for people, uh, of course I think it's a good record. I'm going to stand by it. I wrote a lot of it. Um, I, it's hard to t it's hard to gauge where you stack up against others, but you know I look at, I look at the nerd rock scene this year, uh, uh, and Kirby Crackle has done some wonderful singles uh, out there, they're, and they're and they're hustling. And the Megas, the the Red album they put out is just. I had to ask almost it was the same band. They had so much evolution in the sound from album to album. And uh, In their case, you can use the word epic without sounding dated or like you're taking part in a fad because when you press play, what you're hearing is the definition of an epic. Yes. It I, is an yeah. epic album. Yeah, it, it really is. Uh, and It's one that hasn't really left my listening devices since it came out. Uh I've, I've brought Melody from the past uh, onto the podcast before. I played that a couple of episodes ago. But, 
now as far as, as, as <laughs> yeah, Cyphride ran into a little bit of adversity, of course. Uh, n not many people know that uh, I was uh, one of the bookers for Orlando Nerdfest, and, uh, and Chuck was uh, also heavily involved with Orlando Nerdfest and making that happen while and we were riding. And don't let it, don't get into this false sense of security that I'm going to let that dig at one of my songs on your album fly under the radar completely ignored for the future, alright? Uh, oh, you heard that, did you? <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that little dig, me and Chuck, uh, now it's a rivalry. It's a rivalry now. Oh, it's boy. not even a friendly one. Well, no, it has to be a friendly one because I think Chuck could take me out in one punch. I think I would try to write a diss track and he'd just come over and clock me and that'd be it. Um, he's a laid-back guy, but I wouldn't want to see him angry. It's very Dr. Banner situation. Yeah, I think you might be right about that. I don't know if I've ever seen him angry, but I'd be afraid to, I think. So uh, I'm going to write the friendliest return diss track. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, but, you know, if we're talking about other uh, other things worth mentioning this year, especially up-and-comers, we can't – I physically will not allow you. I will restrain you from releasing a podcast talking about some of the coolest stuff in nerd music in 2014 if you do not talk about the returners. Ah, I played one, playing one of their tracks in full and – all the music in the background during this episode is from the Returner's new album, Immune to Silence, and I am a huge, huge fan. I believe they belong in uh, certainly an up-and-comer uh, category, if not more than that. They've really hit the scene hard, uh, and really they've done it through... Uh, VGM bands have to be good to start with. They have exceptional musicians at nearly every station. They're only an up-and-comer, in my opinion, until they've played whatever event they're booked at. Um, I've seen it happen a couple of times now. The audience is there. They're milling about. They're looking at the schedule. They're going, I don't know who the returners are. And Lauren, uh, she's the flute player vocalist. Um, she's running the merch stand, and she's smiling and being very nice to people. And they're like, oh, okay, likable person, but, you know, can they bring it? And then the returners go on stage, and then you don't get anywhere near the returners for the rest of the weekend because you can't. There are fans lined up around all the other tables blocking all the other merch because to know the returners is to love the returners. They're only up-and-comers until they've played music. I totally agree with that. Uh, the, the, I, only, I, I hesitated to even use that, that term because you're right. They, they really, once they play... Uh, people become fans. Uh, the only other band I've seen out there, and uh, uh, it's they're totally worth mentioning just for the amount of amazing live work they've been doing in the last year, and that's Eurozone. Has a very similar effect on the crowd, but the Returners, man, they 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 play, and then they're you're right, you can't get near them. It's it's amazing to watch, and uh, they definitely belong in that discussion. Uh, I have. In the nerdcore side of things, I know uh, there's been so many great singles, a lot of good collaborations. Uh, and you talked about Mega Ran, and, I, and, and we've talked about Adam Warrock, and for sure those guys are in the mix. But uh, I don't know, have you heard much of uh, Whitey Cracker's new album? It yeah, I, uh, I had to check out Introducing Meals. Not had to, like nobody twisted my arm, but I definitely needed to wade through what is a, a pretty long record for a gentleman who mostly does kind of singles and 
uh, EPs for the most part. So introducing Neils was like, oh, geez, I really got to sit down with a warm cup of cider by the fire and get comfortable <laughs> to wade through the record. And uh, I thought it was stellar. It was uh, really above board from an already quality artist. I, I really enjoyed the new Whitey Cracker. But look, hold on. Let's let's rewind a second. You just talked about collaborations. Oh, yeah. Uh, there is simply no discussion about collaborations when I bring up the next artist. Because the artist themselves is nothing but one giant collaboration that equals a new group. What if, okay, dear listener, let's pretend Vern's not here. It's just me and you, right? What if I told you there was a collaboration that involved DJ Roborob, Starby, Starf, IQ, and King Phoenix? You'd go, okay, that's it. I haven't even heard a note, and it's already shut the game down. But when you hear the Vault Hunters stuff by RPG Unit, forget it. All collaborations cease to exist in comparison for 2014. Yeah, RPG Unit is awesome, and uh, their their debut effort just leaves me wanting more. The lineup is phenomenal. Uh, very hard to argue with their their inclusion in any discussion, especially of impact made in 2014. There's that's another good word, impact. Uh, there's been Professor Shy Guy. Hard to hard to not talk about him in the year he's he's put together. Uh, big fan of the collaboration. Uh, I guess we'll say cover albums uh, that he put together. But to me, turning the chip tune loose on pop, rock, and hip hop tunes is kind of more indicative of, of what nerd music's all about. So it kind of makes it like, hey, we're all having a good time here. You know, nobody's excluded. It's funs for everybody. You don't have to, if, if you know, if you're a fan of No Diggity by Blackstreet and you hear Professor Shy Guy's version of it, you're probably going to listen to it and jam out with it. Uh, and he did a lot of that kind of work. So, and he's, he does a lot of hustling too. So uh, from a collaboration standpoint, He's hard to beat. The equation that makes up Professor Shy Guy is one part Phil Collins by, uh, and by which I mean, you take one look at Phil Collins in a room and you may not necessarily think, if you don't know any better, megastar, able to command an audience and master of whichever instrument you put in front of him at any given time, right? So he's one part Phil Collins and one part oozing vat of sexuality the second he gets on stage. That's it. Everybody goes, yeah. Yeah, okay, that is clearly where I must get the seed from. I wasn't gay, now I am. I don't know what just happened. <laughs> Something happens when Professor Shy Guy steps to a mic and everyone wants to date him and cuddle him and buy his record. It's <laughs> unreal, the effect that Professor Shy Guy has on people. And especially considering this year he has only released other people's material. Right, yeah, two albums worth. And I couldn't be happier with that. Uh, if, if somebody else had done that, had, had just come out with a couple of cover albums, uh, although I did mention the Proto Men a couple of times in uh, this particular podcast, I did like a couple of the covers that they did for the, their Warp Tour EP. Uh, but you know, for most people, you see them put out a whole album of covers, and you're, and you're like, eh, maybe if there's a song you like. I had to listen to every track, and he did select a few songs on both of the albums that I was unfamiliar with. Uh, it, it just 
it kind of made it a whole new experience. And you're right, that he's he has an effect on audiences that is hard to hard to describe to people who haven't seen him. But if we're talking about people that have a massive effect on audiences that you can't talk about nerd music in 2014 without bringing up, we have to talk about Schaefer the Dark Lord. Because he has not, to my knowledge, has not released any actual new material in 2014. And instead, what he did was he went around and performed the material that he unleashed in 2013 with Sick Passenger and its surrounding singles. And he makes an instantaneous fan out of everyone that's at the show. I never see someone walk away from a Schaefer show going, hey, he was pretty good, but the record's probably better. They walk away going, there's no way the record can live up to what I just saw. And Sick Passenger was really the first album of his that did it full stop. He had made very good records prior, but this was where uh, Stage Presence met the recorded version. And on top of that, I will throw in... uh, if you were to be Schaefer's friend on Facebook, he's also very indicative of 2014 in that he sort of tells you things you already know are right. And you, being an intelligent individual, can see his political statement. Uh, political would probably be the best way to describe it. And go, oh yes, he's clearly correct. His heart is in the right place. And then you see so many arguments underneath that you yourself cannot stop but join in in the argument and we all know that 2014 has been one giant argument so this guy is the walking embodiment of nerd music and nerd culture in 2014 he's having the conversations nobody wants to have including myself Sometimes I look at his stuff and I'm like, I'm not even taking part. I'm just walking away. I'm going to go do something outside. But he is the embodiment of 2014 and nerd culture. And he probably wouldn't be happy with me for saying that. But whatever. I'm on record. What are you going to do about that? <laughs> I, uh, you know what? That's It's going to be a hard case to make uh, against any of the people that we've brought up here in this discussion of the best of 2014. Uh, heck, we didn't even mention... Uh, you know, MC Frontline had a great themed album about a weird bedtime stories. Great album. Uh, there's been so many. Just I, I, I can list them on and on, and I and I have a lot in this podcast. But uh, man, it was really great to get together with you and talk about this. Uh, since you're the biggest music nerd I know. Uh, yeah, but I've been working on losing weight, and you know, just give me some time, man. It's a struggle, right? <laughs> My health is nothing to be toyed with. Look, man, you gave me this platform. I'm happy that you did it, but I can't walk out of here without mentioning who I think the two people to watch, two of the people to watch in nerd music are going to be for 2015. Oh, do it. Let's do it. All right. One I've already mentioned by name, and that's IQ. IQ is part of RPG Unit, but when you see him do his solo show, uh, for me, I knew he was good. I'd heard his tracks. I'd even seen him play things like open mics and whatnot. But it was at Orlando Nerd Fest where he went on to do his track, Mrs. Slade, and he broke into tears because the emotion was so real, so raw. I went, all right, that guy's got it. It in giant quotations and uh, bold letters, impact lettering. Just take a picture of IQ, put the word it across it. An impact letter, that's your meme for 2015. He's working on an Attack on Titans record. I've heard teasers from it. It's going to be really good. But I think once people get a chance to really absorb 
IQ as a recorded entity solo in 2015, they're going to look back on this podcast and go, Mark knew what was up. So that's one fearless prediction. And secondly, I'm going to have to say someone who started out as... Uh, best as I could tell, just merely a fan of nerd music, and then went on to say, well, I can do that too, and went and started impressing people by doing doing the same thing that her, I wouldn't say idols, but the people that she was fans of did, and that would be uh, the fifth sister. Her name's Lauren, she's a fan of yours from the UK, she's a fan of mine from the UK, but she's been releasing EPs and singles, and each one gets a little better and a little better and i think it's a case much like starf where she's pretty cool right now but you stick with the the fifth sister and you're going yep again she's the one who will one day defeat us uh you know what you, you those are very good predictions uh I, i'll tell you the, the thing i like the most about uh lauren and the fifth sister project is that she is excelling in a place that i hope that she doesn't run away from which is when a lot of folks start working under a nomenclature, like say, say your name is Tom, but you're, you make records under the name MC Poor Billy Brown, right? <laughs> as soon as you make the MC Poor Billy Brown record, you start trying to make a divide between your own opinions and the art of MC Poor Billy Brown. And the fifth sister does not do that. She continues to wear the fandom on the sleeve publishes lists um puts out her own personal opinions and viewpoints and things that she finds funny and shows that she's just discovered and i think that that's really indicative of something that a nerd musician in the future is going to have to be really good at straddling the balance of in order to keep people connected but also not alienate she's really got that kinship and that very warm hey we're all on an even level playing field thing cornered i couldn't have said that better that i agree 100 percent uh obviously if uh you uh, obviously you are uh but the listeners out there are familiar with uh, sci-fi works uh, we've always wore our nerdiness on our sleeve uh, our fandom on our sleeve that's where we came from we're never going to forget that uh and she does get it she's she's one of those that has a passion i think that's something she shares in common with the younger starf uh, the passion for the music and the and the desire to hear the different styles and to and to experiment with things and, and make her music pure in the way she likes it. Uh, so I have I have high hopes for her as well. Uh, I'm very happy. Prolific. She is prolific, and the the neatest thing about what the fifth sister is doing is that since she's prolific, if you're paying attention while she makes things, you actually get to watch her grow into the artist she's eventually going to be. Uh, yeah, that, and it's <laughs> back to You Starf. don't have to wait a year to see where she's going, you know? No, exactly, and, and back to the whole Starf comparison. We watched him grow up in the scene. We watched him from a little Starfling with cutting his teeth with Scrub Club, and now he's like one of the elite players and uh, with with that group. Um, and, and I think uh, now... You, you, you put you threw this out there these predictions I was unprepared for this conversation yeah I know I wanted to be right and uh, that's <laughs> well so. I will throw this out for 2015 as far as the prediction goes I am looking forward to a return in 2015 um, we, we all know that nerf herder has uh, uh, reformed as an independent band once they 
got rid of all their studio shackles and everything. Uh, and they've been working diligently on how to be an indie artist, and they are going to hit that album next year. And I have a, I have a lot of hopes for uh, Nerf Herder and what they're working on. Uh, what I've heard of it is I've heard about four tracks that are on the new album, and it's it's if you ever listen to older Nerf Herder records and think, are these guys nerds? Uh, they're making a lot of nerdy references, but I'm really not sure. Uh, that is all going to be laid to waste uh, instantly with the new album. It's like they, they have had the, the shackles removed and they're free to do what they want to. And I'm really looking forward to that one. And Warp 11 also has a new album coming out in well, 2015. Well, it's about time. It is. Must be nice to have a good job. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, so yeah, we're looking forward to that, and uh, of course, uh, Sci-Fi's got a lot of stuff coming up in this, this year, so we're... Uh... Alright, fine, if we're throwing out predictions that we uh, we know people are working on stuff, but we can't say anything concrete, alright, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say that Rush is going to come out as the world's first nerd rock band, they're going to finally own it, and they're going to form their own festival. And that's not going to happen. I just wanted to sound smart for a moment. Wow, man. I wish that would happen. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> just Getty shows up and he's like, yeah, I've been listening to MC Funnel. I don't know why I'm making Getty Lee sound like Michael Jackson, but <laughs> I, I would like to imagine that that's the case, that he's like, look at all the stuff we inspire. These video game bands are really cool, you know. But uh, yeah, what do I know? I would like to see in 2015 for progressive rock, to get its due as a founding portion of nerd music because without the without groups like Rush and Yes in the 70s I don't believe that nerd could be accepted on such a wide plane when looking for something to listen to now I know everyone can make the argument about Weird Al and I can't argue with that argument you're dead right about Weird Al but the second you play any Yes album from the 70s, let's just say it's Tales from Topographic Oceans, you go, oh yeah, those guys, they're nerds. They're oh, yeah. clearly nerds. And that's what you want to do. Captain Beefheart was asked once, how do you become a good musician? And he said, easy. You don't wash your instrument. Ever. Ever. You can change a string if it breaks. Don't wash the instrument. You need that instrument to smell like you. Then you gotta get that stink on your music. The music's gotta smell like you. And that is what Rush and Yes did, and that's what people are becoming so good at in nerd music. We're starting to leave behind just going, how many Mario references can I throw into my track? And now we're starting to actually get to the heart of the personalities of these nerds. Wow, I couldn't agree more, man. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to uh, check in with us on the Nerd Groove, and... Uh... Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. I guess the only thing left to say is Happy New Year, bro. Happy New Year to you, Sir Vern of the Klondike. I love talking to Mark about music. Big shouts to the Returners for all the great background music this time. Uh, shout out to Random Encounter and their great release, Big Blue, a best of album choice for sure. I love the work from Electronic and Chip side of things from Danimal Cannon, DJ Cutman, and previously mentioned Alpha Riff and Professor Shy Guy. Eurozen has just been out there killing it live. The list goes on and on. It's been a great ride in 2014, and I know I may have inadvertently omitted mentioning a song or artist that had a great year, but please let the nerd groove be your guide. 
In nine episodes so far, I've featured great songs from this and other great years. Artists who continue to make an impact as we move into 2015, and those who have helped shape our path. This is going to continue. I'm going to sign off in a much different way this month. Usually I say goodbye and leave you with one song. This time around, I'm going to leave you with four. Here's some great singles from 2014 I haven't shared with you yet. They include Stand Up by MC Oh My, which features Random. That's from his Angel Confetti album that's been a highlight of the year for me. I Ain't Afraid of No by Tech Force with Doug Funny and Dick Dastardly, which is honestly just a great nerdcore song and collaboration. It's also one of my favorites from 2014. Then you get another song from the strong debuting Pangalacticats and their homage to those who make the experience of attending conventions memorable. Cosplayers rock the con. Finally, another amazing single from Whitey Cracker, his Introducing Neils album that has more layers than a Patterson novel. <laughs> this song's called Fortune or Freedom. Enjoy the grooves, and I'll see you all next year. Happy New Year, everybody. Town. Bullies stop decking up when they see him around. People say I'm just a jokester, that I'm even a clown. But when it comes to mean bullies, yo, I'm beating them down. If I hear you trying to take another nerd's lunch money, I'm coming after you and your crew. You better run from me. And I'm bringing all your school victims, whoever was hungry. Full of them people just because you can is dumb, dummy. All my bully people out there just rest up. We about to make these bullies fess up. Realize they've messed up. Impressed the beefs and so bullying and didn't acknowledge it. And you'll catch a major boost in your own self-confidence. Bullies lose power when you make them feel worthless And give them much attention as a turd gets still for mirthless Don't get it now, will you understand fully When you get up, take a chance and stand up to these bullies
Pay me money, who wants me, but I don't want none of that. Right. Keep the 
Booting like a roof on a toilet to take it back in the city. Ghost out of what city, some guys will pity. Now they call me up, my paranormal activity. They try to get rid of me, now I'm sipping on Hennessy. We on our own, like this in the course for Bobby B. No, sir, don't insult my intelligence. It's all happy because the city leaves negligence. Make it the safest, where my panties went. I ain't afraid, let me show you some of this evidence. Okay. I ain't afraid at all. Please, I ain't afraid at all. Okay, I'm not afraid at all. Sir, I'm not afraid at all.
Thanks for listening to The Nerd Groove. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend, rating and reviewing us on iTunes, shopping at the Nerdy Show store, or by directly donating to the network. Any size contribution gets you exclusive Nerdy Show audio and images and lets you participate in our monthly support drives. Just go to nerdyshow.com support to chip in. Find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. For more episodes of The Nerd Groove, as well as other fine programs, community forums, videos, articles, and more, head over to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via the iTunes store. And for the latest news, follow us on all your social networks. We're glad to be your home for authentic nerdy entertainment. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.